Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, March 9th, 2022, and this is day 1453 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you for waking us up this day. Thank you for being so awesome, for being our Father. We glorify you. There is none like you. I honor you, Father, with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you, Lord, for allowing me the opportunity to share with your precious people. I ask, Lord, that they will have an ear to hear what you're saying directly to them. And then help us, Father, to go forth and equip every, to accomplish everything you've given us to do. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. And I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just want to give a big shout out to everybody for praying and about my husband. And uh, he got to come home from the hospital yesterday. So we're excited. And, you know, they're trying a different medication for his heart to pump stronger. So, hey, God is always good, and I am so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you so, so much. Prayers are powerful. Uh, Today's message is rejection is a necessity for promotion. Rejection is a necessity for promotion, at least from what I've seen. Okay, I'll put it like that. It's from my perspective. All right, so we're going to be coming out of Genesis chapter 41, verses 1 through 40, and telling the story uh, about Joseph and what he went through. Number one, he was rejected by his brothers his and his, even his parents uh, for a moment there when he shared his dream that he had, that they would all be bowing down to him. And uh, then his brothers sold him uh, out of jealousy because he was their father's favorite, and the father, uh, Jacob, uh, gave him a beautiful, ornate coat, um, and they were extremely jealous, and instead of killing him, they sold him off to Midianites, who took him to Egypt, and uh, let's see what happens to his life after that. All right, um, and then also, and after he went to Egypt, uh, he ended up working for Potiphar, and then Potiphar's wife, uh, wanted him to have sex with her, and he refused. So she lied on him and said that he tried to rape her, and they threw him in prison. Now, mind you, uh, Potiphar loved uh, Joseph because everything Joseph touched prospered. God blessed him. And so when he went to prison, he was even given the favor of God there. Everything he touched prospered. But he was isolated and alienated for 12 years and now, verse 41, chapter 41 of Genesis, starting at verse 1, it says, When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. Oh, <clears throat> let me let me back up for a minute. Two full years had passed. So while in prison, uh, Joseph uh, uh, had the privilege or, or encountered two of the king's workers. One was the bread maker or the baker, and one was the cupbearer. And uh, the cupbearer was the one that would bring the drink 
to the the king and he would taste it first and make sure it wasn't poison. And and <laughs> so the king wouldn't die. He would die if it was poison. Uh, but anyway, um, they both had dreams and Joseph interpreted their dreams. And uh, one was going to die, the baker, and the other one would be restored back to his position. And the one thing Jacob said to Joseph said to them in verse 14 and 40, he said, but when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. And then verse 23 of verse chapter 40 says, the chief cupbearer, however, did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. That's another form of rejection, right? Now let's read chapter 41. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile when out of the river there came up seven cows, sleek and fat, and they grazed among the reeds. After them, seven other cows, ugly and gaunt, came up out of the Nile and stood beside those on the river bank. And the cows that were ugly and gaunt ate up the seven sleek, fat cows. Then Pharaoh woke up. He fell asleep again and had a second dream. Seven heads of grain, healthy and good, were growing on a single stalk. After them, seven other heads of grain sprouted, thin and scorched by the east wind. The thin heads of grain swallowed up the seven healthy, full heads. Then Pharaoh woke up. It had been a dream. In the morning, his mind was troubled, so he sent for all the magicians and wise men of Egypt. Pharaoh told them his dreams, but no one could interpret them for him. Then the chief cupbearer said to Pharaoh, Today I am reminded of my shortcomings. Pharaoh was once angry with his servants, and he imprisoned me and the chief baker in the house of the captain of the guard. Each of us had a dream the same night, and each dream had a meaning of its own. Now a young Hebrew was there with us, a servant of the captain of the guard. We told him our dreams, and he interpreted them for us, giving each man the interpretation of his dream. And things turned out exactly as he interpreted them to us. I was restored to my position, and the other man was impaled, which meant he was beheaded. So Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and he was quickly brought from the dungeon. When he had shaved and changed his clothes, he came before Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I had a dream, and no one can interpret it. But I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he desires. You see, Joseph had matured. He had grown up. In the beginning, he was sharing his dreams. He didn't give God the glory. Now he's giving God the glory. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in my dream, I was standing on the bank of the Nile when out of the river. So he's telling them the same thing that had happened. All right. In his dream, we've already gone through that. Uh, And then um, let me jump down to verse chapter. Yeah. Verse 25. Um, And then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up afterward are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, 
God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt. But seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh to, to be kept in the cities uh, for food. You notice how Joseph not only interpreted the dream, but he also had uh, a gift of uh, strategizing, of planning, of entrepreneurship, and he's laying it all out. He told him specifically, put aside a fifth of the grain during the good years. Uh, and then he says, this food should be held in reserve for the country to be used during the seven years of famine that will come up upon Egypt so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked them, can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and, and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Woo! And it says he was 30 years old. So that's where I came up with the 12 years that he had been in prison. He was 17 <clears throat> when he was sharing his dreams <clears throat> with his brothers. And then the, then the Midianites... Uh, he was sold to the Midianites and went to, they took him to Egypt and then he worked for Potiphar. And I don't know how long that was. So I'm guesstimating about, you know, he may have been about 18 by that time. And so 12 years in prison and look what God did as he was preparing him. Rejection after rejection after rejection. Point number one, feeling isolated, left out, unwelcomed or rejected. Chalk it up to preparation for promotion. Remember when you graduated from high school or college, you with a with your big with a big group until it came time to walking across that stage, you had to do that part alone. You were being prepared for the great this great moment for the last 12 years or 4 or 6 or 8, you know, depending on whether you went from high school graduation to the workforce or uh, from high school graduation to college and you encountered even more graduations. You were usually with friends throughout your educational journey, but when it came time to walk across that stage to receive that diploma or certificate, it was just you and God. He will never leave you or forsake you. We too must walk the last leg of the journey alone. 
I bet you probably wonder, why am I going through this, Lord? Why am I being rejected? Why am I being talked about or put down? Why am I being lied on? All these things happen to Joseph. Point number two, that may mean you're no longer invited to family parties or gatherings or, or birthday celebrations or luncheons or, or, or get-togethers. Maybe you used to go uh, to church with your spouse, but, but one day they decided they no longer wanted to go. Now it's just you and God. Some of your long haulers, those who were with you, like ride or die, you know, you uh, through thick or thin, transitioned ahead of you to be with the Lord. You know, they passed on, they died, and now they're with the Lord. Now you don't really have anyone you can truly confide in. Now it's just you and God. God's going to use you in a mighty way, just as he did with Joseph. 12 years separated from his family and falsely accused and imprisoned. He went from brothers disowning him and hating him and and sold him to the Midianites. He he was lied on by Potiphar's wife. He was falsely imprisoned for something he did not do. Um, the cupbearer forgot all about him uh, the, until it was time. Uh, and then the last leg of the journey, he was ready. It was him and God. And he shared everything God had given him. And God promoted him. As he was being equipped to save the whole country. He was even his own family. Jesus was also rejected, uh, alienated, unwelcomed uh, before and uh, before and uh, uh, dying to save the whole world and, and raising up from the dead. He did. He was the ultimate uh, sacrifice. He was uh, the, even on the cross. Uh, there was two criminals on either side of him and, and one rejected him. Even while dying for that very person, they didn't know. But Jesus, the other one, oh, he said, you will be with me in paradise because he knew who Jesus was. He gave, a, gave up of himself uh, to give us access to eternal life with the Lord. So we, as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, will go through the same. Uh, let's just realize it and, and understand it, and you can either accept it or not. Uh, but it, it, as you grow in Christ, it's going to happen. And I, uh, the Lord, I'll say, wants you to be prepared for that and to not, you know, not fall into the enemy's trap. Uh, and and go back to the old ways of dealing with that. Maybe maybe you were delivered from alcohol or or drugs or or sex addic addiction or uh, overeating or not eating. Um, whatever those things are that you were delivered from, uh, don't fall back into that trap when you go through the season of rejection. I'll never forget, and I've shared my story so many times with you uh, about, you know, feeling alone, but the stages of rejection for me uh, with my feeling alone when my father left us um, was when my father left us and moved to California and started a new family. I remember my grandmother would pick us up and uh, she would take us, you know, um, 
to her house and sometimes to her church. Uh, and I remember uh, we were sitting on her couch one day and we're like, hey, can you call daddy? Can we talk to daddy, grandma, please, please? So she had his number and, and she called him and he would not allow us to have his phone number. And um, she called him and I heard her saying, why don't you talk to your children? You know, you need to talk to them. And she and he was like, no, I guess he said no, because we didn't get to talk to him. And that was a, setting the stage as a child. And I might have been, I don't know, maybe about 12 or 13, you know, of rejection. And it was really, it just cut down deep. And then another thing, my grandmother um, had a photo album and she would always show us pictures of our family. And I believe she meant good. She wanted us to know who our family was. And uh, so she was showing us pictures and she showed us pictures of my dad uh, with his family on the beach and of their big, beautiful home. And again, that was further digging down into the womb for me because we were struggling. We barely had a roof over our head. My mother working two to three jobs to, to take care of us and, you know, barely having enough food because he chose not to send any money for us. And I just did not understand that. And so I was really traumatized by that. And, and then I was delivered. Oh, glory to God. I was delivered through forgiveness and letting it go and forgiving my father and my stepmom and also asking them to forgive me for harboring bitterness and anger. And so that blessed my heart. And uh, I would say, you know, some years after that, uh, my father called. I was talking to him over the phone and uh, I, I didn't really know what to talk to him about because we never had conversation. I, I just wasn't used to that. So um, I, I started sharing with him about my, 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 I can't remember if it was Dee Dee or Morris. My, my kids were running for, uh, or Nikki, it could have been, uh, office, like at their school, like for class president or something like that. And, and I was telling them how they're promoting it and handing out flyers. He, he started telling me, uh, about my, my two beautiful sisters, uh, <clears throat> and, and, uh, he said, yeah. When so-and-so was little, we went out and bought all kind of signs to put up when they were running for class office and different things and, and, and created things for them to hand out and goodies. And, and I thought, oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and when I got off the phone, I felt that rejection again because he was sharing with me, I'm, I was his child. I didn't get that and that type of treatment, but he's telling me about what he did for his two girls there. So that wound was opened again. And I had to pray and ask God to help me with that because I felt like at that moment, he he truly had disowned us. He truly forgot. I'm talking to my daughter, my oldest, and, and no empathy was shown there. But to him, he was saying it was no big deal. And I had to get past that because the enemy was trying to get me to go back, backwards. And I wasn't going for it. And I shared it with my husband and had my tears and, and moved on. And God equipped me and strengthened me. And then the very last leg of this journey for me uh, before promotion, and, and promotions are happening in between, like, you know, we'll, we're, we're overcoming things. But um, so was this podcast. 
And it started off as a phone conference line. And on the phone conference line, I was able to hear the people's voices and we would chat before we would get started. I'd get on early and we would talk and laugh. And and then that stopped. Uh, it was time to transition to the podcast. Uh, the phone conference line stopped working and it was a lot of interference. And God says, that's God's way of saying it's time for a change. My <clears throat> son and daughter in love set me up with the podcast and it was the loneliest period in the very beginning. It's almost uh, going on five years now of doing this every single morning and God has blessed me to do it. Uh, but it was the first month was the most loneliest and hardest period. I cried when telling everyone bye on the, on the phone conference line and hey, I said, hopefully you'll tune in on the podcast. And, and now I've learned uh, I've overcome that over the years, uh, over the months. Uh, after that first month, I was fine. God reassured me. He was with me. And now I can truly feel and see you. <laughs> I can see you there. I can feel your um, warmth and love. I feel all that. And uh, But those are the different stages that we go through. What stage are you at right now? What season are you in, in this season of rejection? Um, you know, where God is preparing you for greatness and for promotion. Just trust God. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Oh, that's what it's all about. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries. Or check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to the website by entering your first and last name and your email address. Don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Learn more about what we're doing in the community, working with our precious youth, teaching them entrepreneurship skills, life skills, and workforce skills. Please become a partner and support what we're doing. Oh, I think I you will not be sorry. <laughs> All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.